New York Artist Collective. Hi there and welcome to This Next One's About. This is the podcast where we interview an artist to discuss the creative process behind one of their songs. I'm Stephanie Manns, your host, singer-songwriter and co-producer of the New York Artist Collective. And today we are revisiting an episode from the very talented Mr. Frank Bell as we prepare to have him perform with the New York Artist Collective at Rockwood Music Hall September 28th alongside Cassidy Andrews and John Gardner. Frank joined us to talk about his latest song, Glass House. And, you know, this was one of my favourite episodes, so I'm really glad to revisit this one with you. So enjoy. Frank Bell, hello and welcome to the podcast and my glorious, wonderful studio. I mean, it's a, it's incredible. I didn't know there were going to be chandeliers. And... Oh, yeah. What, yeah. For, for everyone listening at home, this is my apartment, as we do in New York. You'll probably hear a siren go past. I have some very loud neighbours, but it's fine. We're leaning into it, but thank you so much for joining. We have been trying to get together to do music, to get you to do a songwriters collective for such a long time. Right? How do we know each other? I have no because, idea. Because you sent me an email and then you mentioned Angela and then like, I guess she was CC'd and I was like, wait, what? Like, also my memory is absolute yeah. shite, but like I'm following you on all the socials. Yeah, and same. I don't like, know. I, it's this sort of wonderful world of Instagram and music. <laughs> um, I think it I, I really do think it was an Angela thing and I'm sure at one point like maybe two years ago when we were starting this she was like oh Frank Bell would be great for this and then I'm not really sure what happened I don't think we could get hold of you and then now suddenly I've been able to get hold of you which is wonderful which and you make me sound much cooler you are very cool and you were so sweet as to even offer to help me move into my apartment and we hadn't even met so I thought that was adorable thank you but anyway mm. we're here to talk about you and your music. So you've just dropped a single this week. Yes. Glass House. Yes. So let's talk about Glass House. And then we'll talk about the wonderful world of New York music and how Frank Bell came to be in the New York music scene. So Glass House, tell me about the song. How did you write it? It's, it's about being in a relationship and wanting to not be in the relationship. But for some reason, you're stuck in the relationship. Mm-hmm. At least this is what I say before I play it. Okay. <laughs> I love I love the intros that we give as as artists. Right, you're like yeah. so. This is a song about long distance relationships. I was living on eighty six between second and third, and I was dating someone living in Williamsburg. That's and then I get to laugh. Yeah. You know, it's it's a thing. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I remember I had a, a promoter who was talking to me about musicians that he'd seen, and he said he really liked when someone's set was very polished and they told the same jokes. And he said he went to see someone one night and then the next night, and he was like, it was the exact same. Yeah. I don't know if I think that's great. If I were doing that, then I would feel kind of a bit cheated that I were getting the same. Thing. Here's here's the secret to this: a way to add variance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Frank sips some vodka. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, I was listening to you earlier today and yesterday and actually the day before. Oh, thank Uh, you, Frank. You're so uh, sweet. uh, And I was showing my buddy John who lives like a block away. Uh, and he was like, ah, She's got hats. I was like, yeah, she's got hats. I have many hats. As do you. You're a hat man. I mean, cello, guitar, piano. See what I did there. (laughs) So funny. So funny. Well, this is, so the idea of the podcast is, it's this next one's about, and it sort of built off the premise that when we introduce our songs on stage, we get to do our little thing. And we say, well, this is about someone who lives in Williamsburg. It's so long distance. But when we're, when we have more time. 
to actually dive deep. So so I, I co-wrote this song with Devin. Okay. It started off, I was writing a song uh, called She Wolf for uh, CeeLo Green. So it kind of had like this vibe and it was completely different. It was like... Uh, Not She Wolf for... Uh, what's it? yeah, the, the, the hip, yes, yeah, that's it. Shakira, yeah, Shakira. Uh, but like it started off, uh, let's know tomorrow, make a sinner want to change his ways. There's a little time I wrote, so not must misbehave. No sleep for the weekend, no rest for the something like this, mm-hmm. and also, like, again, whatever it is going to eventually be a song, it's going to sound completely different, but then, um. I think Devin was playing like a lot of jazz piano and like doing a lot of shows together, Rockwood and so far. I was like, yo, I've, I've got this idea for the song. And it was like, uh, when you throw stones in this glass house, these walls come crashing down, come crashing down. And he's like, dude, that's, that's a thing. And then I think we just uh, sat down in a room and like figured it out, you know? <laughs> And figured it out, uh-huh. and it just became a song. Uh, but I think it was originally written on uh, on piano. And yeah, there's no real like super deep story behind it. I know that eventually, when I started performing it live, one thing that I've always wanted to do as an artist was do the cliche call and response thing. The please thing. At the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was like, all right, and and I think originally it was super like subdued. I was like, and I'm begging, please. Down here on my knees, can't take this no more. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And I'm begging, please. Please. I'm down here on my knees. Knees. Right? Yeah. And like, when I got that energy, I was like, this is, it's a thing. And I feel like I tend to write a lot of songs about relationships, not because I'm good at them. I mean, that's a joke that I make that I'm great (laughs) at them and people laugh. Or they don't get it, because obviously I'm horrible at it. <laughs> I feel like as artists, we're almost set up to fail. Right? Like. And, and and just to to be able to to have that choir sing back, not only uh, enhances the song, but also kind of makes me feel more connected to the audience. So this could be for 15 people or 1,500 people. But it's to a, hear it's that, a great way of engaging people. Yeah. For sure. This You just released it. Mm-hmm. As an artist, you know that there's various different ways you can release music. With social media and technology, our attention spans are mm-hmm. very much shorter than they used to be. Yeah, I could have easily have done like a whole like campaign and like you know countdown on Instagram or something like this. Yeah, um, you saw the video that yes. no one will ever see. Yeah, thank you. That's it's so <laughs> exciting for me. I love that. I love exclusives. So like ideally, um, like what we did with home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Pascal produced uh, Glass House, uh, and he also produced Home. And like we shot this home video, and like we had a budget backing with Getaway House, and like it was beautiful. But with Glass House, uh, we shot a music video just on iPhone. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. <laughs> I'm so sad that that will never be seen by other people. But I kind of want to have something a bit more. I don't know. When you listen to it, it there's tension. Mm-hmm. You know, and I kind of want that tension. I'll tell you what, let's let's have a listen to the song. Ah, yeah. oh, 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 well, oh, yeah. Let's yes, have, let's, let's listen to the song yeah. live, live right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we'll during talk this, more about it. Yeah, yeah. During this very live podcast that we're doing right now, super live, super live, totally. This is Frank Bell in Glasshouse. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
So Frank, that was Glass House. I'm so glad we got to listen to that live right now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally, oh, totally live. To listen to it live just, oh, it makes me feel things. Yep. No one's going to get this sarcasm <laughs> in there. It's fine. Um, just before the break, uh, before we broke into the song, not bro- broke into the song literally, because that, well, although you did do that, but before we listened to the song, we were talking, you were talking about music and how you release it. And it was interesting to say, just wanted to release it. There's all these different ways that we can do it. How do you feel that the music industry has changed? Do you like the way that it's changed? Do you like that you can just drop music here and there? Or like, I don't know, what are your thoughts on releasing music in this current environment, in this sort of digital age with Spotify being what it is where, you know, an artist will make, I think it's 0.75 of a cent per stream. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I've, I've done some interesting maths and I've started, it's interesting, and now I've started doing some so far shows a bit more regularly I've started saying to like part of my audience participation will be well how much do you think an album costs 
how much do you think you get per stream? Really? Yeah. I know what these numbers mean. Yeah. But I'm always blown away at how blown away the audience is. And they're like, oh, we had no idea. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. No, like, audiences don't know what this means. So for you as an artist, when you're releasing something, how does that come into play? Clearly, I'm really good at doing podcasts because I'm about to show you something. And I thought this was interesting. So what I'm showing Stephanie right now is a meme on Instagram. And it says how to support a friend's career. To the left, it shows like things. Yeah, well, anyway. Right. So is, it's essentially, but, it's putting a, a monetary value on things like sharing a post, like a post repost, tag a friend, comment with a nice word, comment with an emoji, post a pic, shout them out, refrain from negativity. And, and they're all zeros on the right hand side. It means it, it equates to no money coming into your pocket effectively. Yeah. So I think being an artist uh, in like uh, the climate that we live in, if you're doing it for the money, then fuck all. Obviously, uh, there are ways to strategically do things to help sustain uh, either a career or a song. But I think uh, as far as a music creator, the objective should be to, if you have something that needs to be heard, to make sure that it's being heard. The majority of money comes from licensing and placements. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I even feel comfortable saying that, but like that's the truth, yeah. you know? Like film, television, mm -hmm. Apple commercials, Tito's commercials. Yeah, I had someone on a podcast recently, Anna Rose, and she um, had a song that was placed in. Do you know Anna? Yeah. Oh, there you go. And she had a song placed in This Is Us. So I remember growing up, it was Grey's Anatomy, right? Yeah. Like like Ingrid and yes. like Greg. Yes. And like, like those were the homies. And it was like, all right, like this is the goal. Scrubs. And I was another Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how yeah. I came, like Josh Radin yeah. became a hero of mine. Uh, what's my Bob? Uh, the uh, movie. Oh, uh, Garden State. Yeah. This is a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the same plane yeah. where you know exactly what I mean yeah, yeah. when I say it. But like music discovery then was like such a thing, you know, but now like uh, we've got our Amazon and our Roku's and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, uh, I don't watch a lot of TV, but when I do, like I'm, I'm listening to the music and it's, it's hyper interesting both as an observer, but also as like a songwriter. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I sit down and I write songs. Like I remember post Penguin, I would write songs and I would have Grey's Anatomy on mute. Sorry, post what? Penguin? Uh, the song. Oh, your, your song Penguin. Yeah. Got it. Sorry. So after like I had a bit of notoriety, I was like, how do I write? And I would watch Grey's Anatomy on mute. Like someone's crying and then someone's dying. And then, and then, and then. <laughs> and it's like the main character. Uh -huh. So you compose. Yeah. You're a composer. I think there's yeah. a difference to being like there is a difference between being a composer and a songwriter. Well, I mean, there I'm, is. I mean, there's a fine line, but I'm both. But I yeah. think from a songwriting aspect, sometimes I write and I think about the music video that doesn't even exist. That's so visual. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's. Uh, I mean, I, I'm an avid believer of working backwards. And sometimes, like I wrote a song yesterday, as I put my phone on airplane mode, and I was able to write a song, and I haven't written a song in so long. <laughs> And I realized that I've been trying to recreate uh, the environment of like uh, various successes, but I didn't factor in the fact that like now we have technology. So it's not that I need to have a certain incense lit or a certain room or a certain like time. It's just a matter of eliminating distractions. It sounds so duh, <laughs> but it's not to me. Of course, it's about creating the right environment for you to create. And I realized, and like, technology has has come yeah, in and, ten years and, in ago, such an invasive way. Yeah, yeah. 
there I feel like there is so much history. I kind of want you just to tell me a little bit more about your your background and what how you started as a songwriter, what your big success was, how you've continued to grow and develop in um, the city. I started off playing classical music and I loved it. It drove me. It was a way to, I guess, solidify like practice and also a love of music. But when I stopped, I got into Van Morrison, Stevie Wonder, Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, Stevie Nicks, anyone named Stevie. Take me back. When you were starting out as a songwriter, you were, you were done with being a cellist for the time being and you thought, I'm going to be a songwriter. This is what I want to do. Yes. So you started doing that. You had this song... Penguin that went viral. Then what happened? I did a bunch of tours around the world, kind of set myself into being a songwriter, mm-hmm. I guess. So you co-write for other people, you write for yourself, you perform in New York. You're, you're doing it. You're living the dream and you're making it. And I say living the dream, whatever that means, but you're making it as a, as a musician and a songwriter. I think I have a social responsibility and this is probably going to sound super uh, douchey, but I think that when anyone has a talent or a calling or a passion that not everyone can do, then they kind of have to do it. I'm not living a dream. Are you living your dream? I don't know what my dream is. You know, I'm 35 years old. I'm just trying to be a part of something that's bigger than myself. That's the reason why I, I, I do these things. And you will do a song in a circle with us in September. So I'm very excited for that. Have you done many rounds before? Uh, I hate rounds. <laughs> With a passion. We'll be so happy to have you, Frank. I hate rounds with the passion because I think... So it's like a, it's a huge thing in Nashville, you know? Yes. I do think in terms of what we're trying to do, and I don't necessarily talk about this a lot on the podcast, but what we're yeah, trying to us. do... No, it's totally fine. And if it, Sure. I, I will include this. But what we are trying to do is create a community. And we're trying to create a community amongst artists and we're also trying to create a community amongst the, an audience and an audience with the artists yeah so when you guys are on stage together and you're performing in the round we say to you guys right have 10 songs kind of in the hopper and is that a british thing it totally is is it okay yeah it totally is <laughs> I, I say so many no british i get things. it but yeah um but yeah have have 10 songs in your arsenal you know be prepared to play off the other person and discuss with them and, and feed off and feedback and connect we want you guys to connect on stage and we want you to connect with an audience. There's like, a, I, want, I want to say like a three-dimensional kind of connection. I'm trying to think what the third dimension would be, but perhaps with us as the creators of it sure. and the producers. But that's what we're trying to do in terms of what is in New York. And the reason that we started this, as artists, we came and we were like, where we had been in other cities, we didn't find that artists would stay and listen to the next act. It was just, you play, sure. you leave, you, you know, you move on, you do a next show or whatever. In terms of meeting artists and finding that community we were here for a couple of years and we didn't find it that easy to do so we were like oh okay and we did a round together and then someone you know a bunch of people said to us when's the next one and we're like what do you mean when's the next one people being artists or people being audience uh, audience yeah audience had said to us you know when's the next one we're like oh maybe there is a value in what we're doing and then when we brought other artists into it who weren't us we then sort of started to notice that they would connect with each other and they started to make music and do projects and do gigs and we were like oh that's wonderful that's exactly what we wanted it to be that's a beautiful thing yeah Yeah. and now you know and and angela just did a show with elizabeth wild and julia weldon and Elizabeth mm-hmm. and Julia did a show together and Angela obviously produces and sorry, produces a song the New York Artists Collective and is now doing, you know, some more of her own stuff and that's lovely. So that's sort of what we're hoping to do and, and in terms of bringing you into it, I hope that you will find that same connection on stage. Oh, I mean 
But I know, I like, regardless of you hating rhymes or whatever, you've agreed to it, so tough shit. But... Come here. <laughs> so, Frank Bell, as we're wrapping up, and we have taken many tangents this evening, and I've loved every single one of them. Likewise. What is next for Frank Bell? I guess there's the, the Glass new House. Single, which is available on Spotify, iTunes, blah, blah, blah. All those All the, platforms. The fun platforms, okay. Yeah. Uh, what do we get? Point... Point seven five of a cent. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if people want to f- support you as an artist, we were talking earlier about how to support you, how to support an artist's career. What should they do to support you? I mean, not even just me, maybe even you or anyone. I think it's just a matter of if you hear something that you like, share it. If you hear something that uh, resonates or vibrates on uh, a feeling, be that something like super complex or just like, this makes me want to dance, uh, then share it. Uh, be vocal. And as we were speaking about earlier, like music, the way that we consume it is very much different than 10 years ago. If you see something, say something. Only New Yorkers will get this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing to promote. Um, my name is Frank. Self-promotion, Frank. Frank Bell. <laughs> you saw me like, ah, I can't do that. There's probably going to be links and things. Yeah. So you're uh, at Frank Bell on Instagram. You are frankbell.net on the net. Interwebs. The interweb thing. Um, and you are Frank Bell across all music platforms in terms of Spotify, iTunes, and such like. You will be performing. See, I'm, I'm really good at this. You're super, you. like, <laughs> like, I want to be like, and Stephanie Mantle will be performing. Like I have, a, I we can do that. Um, but you'll be performing. I think it's September. Did I ask? Was it twenty eighth? Oh, oh, do you September, mean with? Uh huh. September twenty eighth with the New York it. Artist Collective, in a round with two other wonderful people. I, I have no idea who they are, you and don't. I don't even know the I venue. I do. It's, it's Rockwood Three. Oh, downstairs. Yes, downstairs. You're gonna love it. This has been one of the more interesting podcasts I've done. It just went everywhere, and I'm very grateful for this experience. Thank you for sharing with me. I look forward to seeing more of Frank Bell. Thank you so much for coming into my glorious studio. Stephanie, thank you so much for having me as a guest. And it's such a pleasure. I'm looking forward to collaborating in the future. That was very good, Frank. Well done. I was trying to do it. I was trying (laughs) to do it. You did it. You did it. You did it. I was like, oh, I do it. The incredibly talented and wonderfully funny Mr. Frank Bell. If you want to catch Frank live, you can come to Rockwood Music Hall Stage 3, September 28th at 6pm, where he is performing alongside Cassidy Andrews and John Gardner from Common Jack. All of those details are on our website, newyorkartistscollective.com, and we are on Instagram at newyorkartistscollective. All of the details for Frank, if you want to support him, are in the episodes for today's podcast. Next week, Angela and I will be bringing you another mini-sode about how to be a better music fan and what all the social media stuff means to us as musicians and how we navigate that. Thank you so much for listening to this next one's about. My name's Stephanie Manns, and I will see you next time. New York Artists Collective.